would like to uh, take my uh, our text tonight from 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 just one verse there 1 John 5 4 for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith you believe that tonight as children of God we can overcome anything that Jesus has overcame. You know, a couple of Tuesdays ago, uh, I brought the message on, you know, yes, when God answered our prayer, when God given us the yes that we petitioned for, how do we react to it and how do we live to it? So tonight, it's about no. Um, I realized as I was sitting there praying, you know, in life, in my life anyway, you get more no's than yes. Uh, I remember back uh, in the span of 12 weeks, one summer, I received about 5,400 no's in 12 weeks. I don't know if any of you has that many no. So in, in the span of seven months, I had almost 15,000 no's in my life there. And that's just within a year. That's a lot of no's. That's a lot of rejection. So... And it was tough to take. So tonight, you know, what happened when God said no, said no, or what happened when we say no to God? So, uh, I want to, let's take the account of, uh, Jonah, one of my favorite accounts, because it's a great example of what not to do and what to learn from. So again, Jonah, when God asked him to go to uh, preach to Nineveh, he said, Nope, don't want to. I don't like those people. They deserve to be destroyed. Yeah. Let God, let uh, your wrath come down upon them. So he decided to go the opposite direction, headed to Joppa and tried to get on a ship to uh, Tarshish. And he got on the ship to, uh, to Tarshish. And then uh, as he was on there sailing for a while, and then the storm came. And of course, he was just relaxing, sitting and having a good old time there. And uh, everybody was worried. Everybody was concerned. And you know what? Everybody on the ship knew that there was something wrong, something ominous about it. There was something that was not right. And again, they knew that. It was just wasn't a normal catastrophe. It wasn't a normal situation. So again, they tried to figure out what it was. And finally, Jonah uh, confessed, said, hey, it's me. I'm the problem. I decided to disobey God. I didn't want to listen to him. He's the one true God that you all should believe. But, you know, he, he tells me to do something. I don't want to do it. So, but they asked him, well, what, what should we do? And he, Jonah said, you know what? Just throw me off the ship. and It'll be fine. God will save you. See, at that moment, Jonah could have, again, repented and go back. And the Lord would have just... You know, calm the storm, turn the ship around, and take him back. But nope, Jonah was just stubborn. He said, just throw me off the ship. Yeah, I don't care what happened to me. And of course, I'm sure that some of them hesitated. They believe, hey, there's this God, uh, one true God, the creator of, you know, the, the sea there. He can calm it, and he can, you know, make the sea calm and save them. But I'm sure at the end, they decide to throw him off the ship anyway. So again, Jonah got thrown off the ship, and God sent a great big fish uh, to swallow him up. And, of course, he was in there for three, uh, three days, 
and the Lord brought him back to Nineveh where he was supposed to go. And that's where he ended up. And then finally, you know, when I'm sure when he got there, he said, yeah, well, since I'm here, I'll do what you said, Lord. You know, and it's sometime uh, we might not or say no to God a lot in which way or in big blatantly like Jonah did. But there's every decision in our life, little de- little decision, big decision. You know, we sometimes say no to God without knowing it. If God asks us to do something or to witness to a friend or a co-worker at work or just somebody you see at the market or, you know, to pray for somebody. And sometimes because of fear, we hesitate and said, well, I don't know if I should talk to this person today. I don't know if I should share the gospel with them today. Maybe it's another time. Again, those are just little no. But, you know, God is so merciful in Jonah's way here. He gave him so many chances um, to turn around, uh, to undo his wrong. And, you know, same thing with us. God loves us so much that he'll give us opportunity to, um, to, to say yes to him. Of course, uh, when we say no to him, you know, the, the biggest thing he wants out of us is our yes. The yes that we should give our life to him, wholly committed uh, our life to him, because that's why he sent his son to die for us. Again, when Jonah uh, decided to reject God, I mean, he put his own personal feeling before God. He believed that his feeling, his goal was more important than God. The same thing for us. When we decided to reject salvation or reject anything that God's given us or that God points us toward, we say that our plan is more important than God, that our purpose is greater than his purpose. You know, it's not because God loves us so much that, you know, that's why he sent us his son to die for us, to die in that agony, painful death that we might have life. And so, again, when we say no to God, you know, don't put our personal feeling, personal agenda uh, in front of him, in front of what he has for us, because his uh, greater goal, his love for us is greater than what we have for ourselves. And, uh, you know, when we say no to God, it's not only that we say that our plan is better uh, for us, but uh, with his mercy, he will bring us you know, closer and closer to him, just as he was directing Jonah, you know. God is doing all of this for us today. Every moment of our life, we have decision to make. Just like you know, me when I was working uh, that job, even now, at everything that comes out of our heart, out of mouth, our mouth, how we react to our family member, how we react to a coworker or to our boss, it's a, a testimony you know, of what God has done for us. You know? And uh, God loves us so much, that he wants to give us a better future for us. I mean, do you believe that tonight? Every time we say yes to God, it's to benefit us. It's not to benefit him. It's for, it's a, it's for his glory and to have us a, a more peaceful way and a more peaceful life. You know, if, if he would just give a, us an instant yes for every prayer or everything that he want, would it draw you closer to him? Would it refine us? Would it direct us in a better path? Most likely not. I mean, I've seen, I have some friends when, you know, from high school on to college, when uh, they pray for certain things, a lot of time 
their prayer and prayer and God give desire their heart, but then again, um, it leads them into just being self-sufficient and not become reliant too much on God. And that's when we start to pray. And that's why I reason a lot of times, sometimes God says, says no to us, to our prayer and to our petition. It's because, uh, he has a better plan and a better goal for us. So, you know, sometime in life, yes, there are disappointments, there are discouragement. We all feel discouraged and disappointed. Some time, some more than others. Some it's daily, some it's weekly, but God uh, has overcome those and give us a way to overcome those uh, disappointment and discouragement. Let me, um, well, let me give you a- another account when God says no to somebody, Paul. In, um, let's go Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse, chap- chapter 12, verse 7 here through 10. I'll read that real quick. At least I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations there was given me a thorn in the flesh the messenger of satan to buffet me lest i should be exalted above measure for this thing i besought the lord thrice that it may depart from me again after a few revelation god sent a thorn into paul's life and uh he just, you know, he didn't pray just once for the thorn to be taken away from him. He didn't pray twice. He prayed three times. And I'm sure it's an earnestly prayer and desperate prayer. Lord, you know, take this away from me. And then I'm sure in Paul's uh, mind said, you know, there's two options. Either Lord, take the thorn uh, in the flesh away from him. And then he can go on to his ministry, do it well, and you know, do it happily. Or another option would be, well, he won't take that thorn, but I still do my ministry and keep on going. But there was kind of a third option. As you continue on, read verse 9. Uh, and he said, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is mer- made perfect in weaknesses. In weakness. So, again, Paul asked and begged and plead to take this burden, this, you know, the mockery what's being tortured with day in, day out, to be taken away from him. But the Lord says, no, I'm doing this for a good reason. I'm doing this for your sake. Yeah. And God said, you know, my grace is sufficient enough for you. You know, tonight, his grace is sufficient for all of us. No, whatever we go through. Yeah, I understand. I know I've gone through a lot. Again, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. We have different belief. We came from a, a humble background also from, you know, having needs to, you know, you know struggling and stuff like that. But you know, when I understand and realize uh, the Lord, when I got saved, I realized, you know, God is, will provide for every need as long as we have faith to believe that His grace is sufficient. Even now, whatever struggle that I go through, I can always rely and lean on Him. And I can always take uh, my disp- disappointment, discouragement to the Lord and say His grace is sufficient for me.
you know, and um, there are many times it, it's it's tough when disappointment comes into your life, but that's why I, uh, for me personally, I have scriptures that I memorize or that I can go to to read to help me remind me of those promises. And of course, then I go to my knee and talk to the Lord. Lord, help me to overcome. Lord, give me the strength to overcome. And I know your grace is sufficient and give me the strength, provide me the strength to overcome. I, I find comfort in scripture and in prayers and I find comfort in his songs. And David write all songs, all the things that he gone through. He wrote songs, he sings songs. And the same thing for me. I have a playlist. When disappointment, discouragement come my way, I play those songs. Song that praises the Lord. Song that give glory to God. To remind me that he is with me. That he is the God of glory. That he is the God of everything. And that's what helped get me through it. To remind me of who God is. Because the presence of God will sustain us. The presence of God will sustain me. And the power of God will strengthen us. The power of God will strengthen me. You know, so there are many times, again, that when discouragement comes, that's what I do and that's what uh, God encourages me to do. I go to prayer, I go to scripture, I go to his promises, and I go to the song that uh, glorify him and glorify his name, that worship him, that uh, get me through. Again, not all no's are bad. I have uh, you know, uh, one last illustration here regarding um, no's. About two and a half, three years ago, you know, um, we had the opportunity to babysit our the youngest nephew, my sister's son, Sartash. He was just a baby, almost one years old there, I, I think, closer somewhere. Uh, starting to forget. Ransom, you know, he, we get to babysit him for the weekend, so he was staying at our house. So Ransom get to play with this little um, little boy. He said, oh, this is nice. It would be nice to have a little brother, and I wouldn't have to be the youngest one anymore in the household. So for two and a half years, he prayed that, uh, well, he prayed that, oh, Lord would give him a baby brother. And, well, Christy mentioned him, said, well, maybe pray for twins, since we have too many boys already. And you know, that way you can have a boy and a girl. So, of course, you pray, and, you know, sure enough, Later we find out we, uh, have twins. Two and a half years later, you know, he was the only one that doing that prayer. Nobody else in the family's doing prayer. I wasn't. You know, we were praying the opposite, but no, well, but, uh, he prayed. I mean, his faithfulness, he prayer, it prevailed. And, um, we had twins, so he was excited. He thought, oh yes, the Lord answered his prayer. He's gonna get two boys, twins, right? So, you know, a few weeks later, we found out it was, um, Two girls, right? So, oh, he was disappointed. He was upset for a couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know if he still has overcome that, but it will be a great testimony for him someday. Uh, you know, God answered his prayer. But again, uh, the point is, God says no to him, but it's not so much a no or disappointment to him, but it's also a blessing for others. So when God tell us no, it might be no to you. You might be down a little bit at this point, but it might be, it could be a yes for somebody else. It's a blessing for somebody else. Your no, God is using your no to be a blessing for somebody else. Just 
remember that and realize that because you know what? He's not going to leave you or forsake you. He's not going to leave you stranded because that no could be a testimony to somebody to come to know the Lord, to come to give their life to Christ. That's why a lot of time I believe that why he gives us no to a certain part of our life, a certain stage in our life. Again, the verse I read from the beginning here, 1 John 5, 4, for whosoever is born of God overcome the world and this victory that overcome the world, even our faith. You know, Jesus has overcome everything in this world. You know, the Lord even tell him no when he said, again, when he prayed in the garden, said, Lord, uh, God, please take this, you know, uh, burden this cup from me. But again, I'll close with that. Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. Again, if Jesus can overcome because he came, he gave up his throne, his kingdom to be one of us so he can show us an example, a way to walk, to overcome this world. I understand this world is tough. This world is wicked, but Jesus overcome it. He gave us victory. He gave us an example to follow. He gave us an example on how to overcome all this victory. So tonight, if you don't have the victory in your life, first of all, if you're not saved, give your life to Jesus Christ. Because that's why He came to die for you. So you don't have to live a good life to make it on your own. Because you will not make it on your own. It doesn't matter how good you live your life, how much sacrifice you do, how much you give, how many people you save or try to save or help overcome certain obstacle. You'll never make it to heaven because the Bible says there's only one way to heaven and that's through Jesus Christ. So if you're not saved, give your life to Christ. There's no other... Uh, better way than to make it to heaven. Well, there is no other way to make it to heaven, but there, there's no peace in this world, only through Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus Christ. And if you need your deeper experiences, come and seek it. Give to Him. He overcame already. He can give it to you because that is His promises. And whatever you need, healing touch, uh, reconciliation, uh, you know, broken relationship, He can give it to you. He has overcome all that. And you can overcome that because He has given you the power to overcome that under the blood uh, of Jesus Christ. So I would welcome you and invite you. And out there you're listening, you know, pray. Jesus overcame, we can overcome. The Song of Invitation is 692.